0: Okay, the son of a Pro Football Hall of Famer is going to be visiting the U later this month.
1: You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I am Alex Dono, your host. I know my face looks so different because I shaved it, and I'm a completely different person. My wife is going to hate this when she sees this later today. Uh, But I am your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today or your first watch. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Kennedy Erlacher, the son of, you guessed it, Brian Erlacher, He's a safety, is Kennedy, out in the state of Arizona. He's going to be visiting the University of Miami on March 21st. So you've already got a Pro Football Hall of Famer on the staff and Jason Taylor. Maybe you bring in the son of a Pro Football Hall of Famer to play on the team. Uh, let's talk about this and so much more with Brian Smith, who just is crushing it all day, every day at allhurricanes.com and Fan Nation. Brian, how you doing, sir?
1: Doing well, doing well. It's uh, It's a great time to be a sports
0: fan, my friend. It's great to have you back. And so, okay, when people hear the name Erlacher, obviously it piques everyone's interest. How good is Kennedy? He's a little smaller than dad, so he's a safety, not a linebacker. He's around 190 pounds heading into his junior season. I haven't watched a whole lot of him. Uh, what say you? Is this kid the real deal?
1: He is, and it's it's for the reasons that you would think. Number one, before anybody even has to ask the obvious, yes, he's physical. Uh, his dad was one of the most physical guys Even as a middle linebacker, it was like when he hit somebody, it was a little different, and and he was just renowned for it, and it's one of the reasons he made it to the hall. His son, as you noted, is not as big, but when he lays into somebody, you know it, and he is a player that goes downhill, does his best work in the box as a strong safety slash hybrid guy that could play over the slot, very versatile, and the the interesting part about him, and this is part of being at Chandler High School. It's one of the best programs out west just outside of Phoenix – he played on special teams in Dominic, blocking kicks, making t- tackles in the open field. He is an all-encompassing player that won't leave the field. And in today's world, man, you can never have enough guys like that that can help you in all phases. Kennedy Urlacher is one of those guys.
0: Miami really needs safeties, Brian. Uh, I'll I'll tell you one thing that's been a really good sign is because, you know, the only true safety that might well, even he's not really even a true safety because he's a linebacker hybrid type of guy. But Caleb Spencer, who came in in the class of 2023, he's doing really well. And you're probably the least surprised person about that, Brian, because I had you on months ago to kind of break down Caleb Spencer, who Miami fans didn't know as much about. He's from Virginia. He's a three-star guy, so he's not one of these four or five stars that everyone's talking about. And so far, Caleb Spencer, I know pads just came on a couple days ago, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but he's been one of those early enrollee freshman out there who's been really shining. So Miami needs to find more like him and like Kennedy Erlacher to play safety at the U.
1: It's it's not really surprising to me because as, as the old saying in the NFL goes, the eye in the sky does not lie. His film, when you watched Caleb play, and he was in Virginia, which that state is loaded every year, is just really good. He could play up top. He's like Erlacher, come down in the box, and he's longer than Erlacher. Yeah. He's got the ranginess you're looking for. The question with any safety that comes in, and you can't project this, how well do they pick up scheme? You have no idea. You can only guess so much. If he's already out there making plays at the U, then he's a pretty smart young man. It's not as easy as it looks just to go out there and wallop people. you got to know where you're running and why. So yeah. he's a kid that can run and cover, and he's always been physical. He is the, again, all-encompassing. I can do different things, move him around. It makes defense so much easier for the coordinators. It's great that they have that because James probably going to leave after this year. Maybe Kenshin's as well. As, as you noted, they're going to need safety help. Maybe this is a guy that's next in line for the Hurricanes. And if he can get some valuable playing time this year, make the transition a little bit easier.
0: Let's stay on the defensive side of the football. So a class of 2024, Miami target, very sought after player, four-star linebacker. But he just made an unofficial visit to Miami this past week to watch a spring session. And Dylan Williams, the four-star out of Long Beach Poly, that's Long Beach, California, He was really impressed with his unofficial, Brian. I mean, so impressed. He does plan to take an official visit, a follow-up visit to Miami in the summer. Uh, He referred to Miami as a quote-unquote top, top school for him. Uh, The photo ops that he had with all the coaches looked like a lot of fun. Uh, So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm hopeful that Miami can keep this recruitment heating up. But what can you tell us about Dylan Williams?
1: He's the type of player that you put in the middle and you let him go sideline to sideline. I'm not saying he's Ray Lewis, but in his role, that's what he does. Ray was kind of turned loose at Miami. And then with the Ravens, it's the same kind of deal. He could play weak or strong, but I I would put him flat out at middle. That's, That's just me. But the good part, again, this is a player with versatility. He has the size, he has the speed, and he's a thumper that you want at middle linebacker. And if you can have guys like that in the middle of your defense, as Miami is famous for, it changes your D. So Miami had some struggles last year. At linebacker, especially when guys got banged up, this is another part of rebuilding the U for Mario Cristobal and his staff. If you can get a kid from Polly, which here's a little note, at one point, I don't know the totals now, Polly had more guys in the NFL drafted than any school in the country. about 10 or so years ago it's Snoop Dogg's high school too by the way Um, it's in a a little little pop culture there but it's a program that's always had players it's got a great track program all the kids that come out of there to go to USC UCLA or wherever can run and this is another kid that fits that for what Miami wants to do on defense he is a great fit this this is a recruitment to follow for the Hurricanes
0: and a player like this it's a reminder that Miami under Mario, they really want their recruiting board to be national. And, you know, there's there's going to be a West Coast tie-in for the next couple of years because a lot of these players, Cristobal was recruiting at Oregon. But I think he's going to continue that. Like once that cycle of players comes through, I don't think he's going to stop recruiting the West Coast. So I know everyone wants like South Florida to be the bread and butter, but there's a lot of great players to be had outside the state and even outside the coast.
1: You know, I was thinking about this yesterday Miami, if you count the IMG kids, I believe it was 17 that they signed from in-state last year. Let's just take the IMG kids out because, you know, they're from West Coast. It was like 13. Mm -hmm. If you get 13 Floridians a year, and let's say half of them are top 25 to top 50 kids in the state of Florida, then you sprinkle in two from Texas, two from New Jersey or Virginia, and then like two from California, we're good. (laughs) I mean, it's...
0: Louisiana,
1: I want Louisiana kids too. Well, that's... That's that's something else. Here's a little note as you're I know you're alluding to both coordinators are from Louisiana. Per capita, number one in the nation, many years for producing NFL talent, the state of Louisiana. It cannot hurt that they have that right there because they that state, everybody knows each other. I've lived there. If you get connections in that state, if you can add one or two from Louisiana, oh, that's a double thumbs up. That that state is tremendous. So I don't have a problem with them doing it. They're not going after low-hanging fruit in California, Texas, right. and They're going after elite players. If they don't get them, so be it. You know, it's you know, they're spending the university's money to recruit, so they don't care. The coaches are going after the top guys, and if they take developmental guys, that's you know, Caleb Spencer kind of being an exception. I think he was underrated in the recruiting rankings. Most of them are going to be South Florida kids. They're in Miami Public League or something like that. Crystal Ball is doing this the right way: cherry-pick elite players from around the country. And then everything else right here at home in Florida.
0: We're going to talk offense when we come back. As a couple of important offensive targets uh, have the U on their minds. We recently had an offered quarterback take an unofficial visit. He enjoyed himself. And a wide receiver, four star, who's very high on Miami's board, has kept Miami among his finalists as he's narrowing down his list. So keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. Guys, the March Madness, the Built March Madness bracket is here. This is a lot of fun. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. They actually have a bracket on the site, BuiltMarchMadness.com. You know I'm going to be voting for, and this is a tough decision, but I'm going to go with the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, which has a tough matchup against the Cookie Dough Bar in the first round, but the Chunk Puff for me just gets the edge, man. So that's what I'm going to be voting for. Uh, and if you want the Canes to win the NCAA tournament, then you'll be voting for the cookie dough chunk puff too. support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. That's a deal, guys. You got to try Built, Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You're not going to think that they're good for you, but Built Built bars and puffs are so good because for starters, they're high in protein, low in sugar, and covered in 100% real chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. And I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Chance Robinson, four-star wide receiver out of St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, There's been a lot of Miami buzz for him. I'm not going to drop a Dono ball for him to the U just yet, but he did uh, release his top eight, so he's narrowing down his schools before he makes his decision, and Miami is among that top eight for him along with Florida, Ole Miss, FSU, Auburn, Georgia, Penn State, and Tennessee. And, Brian, I feel better about Miami's chances with Chance Robinson. Uh, I actually spoke to him a couple of weeks ago in a radio interview. We talked about Kevin Beard and the great connection he has with KB, and he's a fan of Shannon Dawson as well. Where do you think Miami stands in Robinson's recruitment?
1: The way I look at it, and I know Chance pretty well from just the circuit this spring. Quiet kid for the most part, but when you talk to him, he looks at things big picture. He's a smart kid. He goes, I mean, he goes to STA. Uh, he's trained well on and off the field. He's a kid that I think will let his recruitment play out through at least the visits. Uh, take three or four, my guess, in June. Um, I will be shocked if Miami is not one of his officials at this point because he's he's a typical South Florida kid. They generically speaking do not make early decisions for the most yeah. part. It's just the way it's just the way it is. I know Miami fans want to hear he's committed. He's not. That's not. South Florida kids don't work that way. They're the hardest to predict in the country. Um, Robinson, I would say Miami has as good a shot as anybody. And right now, if you said, well, who else would would it be? I don't even know who's in his top eight. And I've talked to him about it because it's changed around. And the last time I talked to him, but it's Miami that's always the one that kind of comes up. And the other day when I saw him, Jeremiah and Jojo together, they always hang out together. They all three mentioned that they liked Beard and he was real. Okay, and for them, that means they're not getting a lot of fluff. Th- those three can go to any school they want. Yeah, and he was very honest. He's like, "Look, this guy's this guy's cool." You know, Miami put themselves in a better position with him and Coach Dawson as well. It's it's interesting his offense. I mean, the numbers he did at Houston, uh, what he did with for Clayton Toon, he made Clayton Tune a lot of money. And when quarterbacks mm-hmm. do well, wide receiver recruits listen. So I-, I think that that'll transition with Van Dyke in this season they may solidify some recruitment's chance or otherwise based on how Van Dyke plays because they have the right offense for receivers.
0: They really do. Now, you mentioned a couple of other names, so I have to follow up on the Chaminade guys. Uh, JoJo and Jeremiah, if I'm not mistaken, were they, they were both at Florida State this past weekend, or was it just JoJo? I I think, I know, I know at least JoJo visited Uh, FSU, so I, I I don't, I don't know if if there's anything, because you speak to these guys periodically if, if there's anything going on there.
1: I know. I, I talked to Jeremiah about it, and I said something about Miami fans, you know, hoping you go there or whatever. It was just like generic conversation. And he said, well, I was just at Florida State yesterday. It was Under Armour oh, yeah. Sunday in Orlando. And they came up for picture ops and stuff like that. They, they didn't even work out, none of those three. And he said he was at FSU. I didn't even ask JoJo, but they're like best buddies. Yeah. So
0: if Jeremiah was there, Jojo definitely was because he Jojo was the one that I thought for sure was there. So they were both.
1: Jeremiah is the one who brought it up to me. I didn't even act because I didn't know. He said, yeah, I was at Florida State yesterday. Mm. So, I mean, why? I don't know. They're South Florida kids. Again, there is no predictability. So don't ask me who, what, when, where or why. It is what it is. I still say that until otherwise proven, Jeremiah's going to go to Ohio State, but then he visited there. He's talked about Miami. So maybe I'm way off. Uh, JoJo has made it clear from the outset, late decision, no idea what's going on. He, he's going to be arguably out of the top 50 kids in the country, the most difficult to predict when he's going to make his decision, first off. And second, Miami's right there, but kind of like Chance, I, I really don't know who, who's, the, who's the team Miami's really competing with. Is it FSU? It could be, but he could go out of state too. JoJo is very tight whipped about his list. So that's an interesting recruitment to follow as well. Yeah,
0: no doubt about that. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, both of us have had a chance to speak uh, recently with uh, the quarterback from Monarch who, who visited Miami uh, this past week, A.J. Hairston, who's a yeah. great, great young man. And I, I speak with his quarterback's coach sometime as well. Uh, he came down to the U for an unofficial visit for Thursday's practice. And, you know, they, they all told me he had a fantastic time and he was blown away meeting all the coaches down there. And, and I like A.J. a lot. I think we've spoken about him before, Brian, that I think he's one of the more underrated recruits in the he entire is. country, how this guy doesn't have any stars despite – you know, the total package of stats, size, stature, ability, hard worker. Uh, I don't really know why he's not rated higher than he is.
1: If you wanted to, uh, and and quarterback sells anyway, everybody's always interested in quarterback. You could make an argument that AJ is the most underrated quarterback in the nation. He was, what was it? First team, all Broward or whatever, which for anybody that doesn't know, and if you're watching this podcast, I'd be shocked. Broward (laughs) County is top five in the nation, arguably for yeah. talent. I mean, it's insane. He threw for 3,200 yards last year in Broward. I mean, defensive backs,
0: yeah.
1: it's as good as it gets in the country. There was one year Alabama's all four of their starters in their secondary were from Broward. So he's going against dudes and, and cutting them up. His only offer is Miami. It is bizarre. Um, I've seen him play seven on seven twice. I've seen him at Under Armour. I've highlighted him, etc. And I've even asked some guys like, what's What's the deal? And nobody really understands what it is. Why more schools haven't pulled the trigger. I have no idea. It it is truly perplexing, but to your note, great kid, hard worker, humble. Yes, sir. No, sir. He fits the profile. What you want behind center. Um, I just talked to him about Miami's coaches after his visit. And he thinks that Dawson's going to bring the U back. That's what he told me. Now I'm going to go down and watch him in a little over a week with some of his teammates. He's got a couple of young teammates, yeah,
0: when so, are you going out there to see him? By the way, because I'm going to be going out to see him soon as well. I got an invite from uh, his quarterbacks coach, and I, I can't wait yeah. to get out there and watch.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm going to try to come down uh, a week from Tuesday, uh, and for the practice, we'll we'll see. And then the next day, we're going to do a little workout thing. So um, I'll get into more. I'll do a, an article on on all hurricanes, but he has a couple of young guys on his team that will be my. They already have you know Miami and everybody else. Uh, one of which is like a 10 5 guy in the 100 as a freshman in high school. So it's he, he's like Jeremiah. So mm-hmm. he has guys to throw to but he's still bringing along young guys and he threw for 3200. So I want to see him work. What 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 put him in this position? You can never see a quarterback throw enough. Yeah. And he's just he's fun to watch and he's he's an easygoing guy. So I'm going to check him out and and we'll see what happens but uh, I I've seen him three other times, and he's always been good. I expect the same this next time.
0: Well, since I'm joined here by a native of the state of Indiana, it's required that we have to talk some <laughs> basketball. So we are going to talk. It, it is Selection Sunday. We know the Hurricanes are going to be in the tournament, but there's a few questions, including an injury status, that we have to we have to dive into how this could affect our Canes. So keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. And, guys, tis the season. For FanDuel. I mean, forget about the the holiday season. This is like the holiday season for FanDuel users. The midpoint of the NBA season has come and gone. We got the tournament coming up. Now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So do not miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making locked on canes. Your first listen today, make sure you make locked on college basketball. Your second listen with Andy Patton and Isaac shade. They'll be breaking down selection Sunday. They'll be breaking down their brackets. Um. So last I checked, Brian, uh, Joe Lenardi, if Miami wins, he drops them a spot. If they lose, he drops them a spot. Doesn't seem to matter what Miami does. And so, you know, they did fall to Duke in a close game in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, despite the fact that one of the most important players, Norchad Omier, gets hurt, rolls his ankle in the first minute of that game. I feel like the game would have gone differently had Omier been healthy to play that full outing. And yet Lenardi now has Miami as a six seed. So I guess before we talk about how that injury might affect the Canes, let's talk about the seeding. What are you expecting? Uh, Because I think some folks have Miami anywhere in the four to six range.
1: As I told you a few weeks ago, before they they lost to Florida state, I said they could be anywhere because they're trending and nobody expected it. Let's be honest. The NCAA committee coming into this year was not saying, oh, Miami is going to be our three seed or whatever. They were one of the outliers that just jumped in. They took the transfers by pack, et cetera. And they did great when he got hurt. And then they only ended up losing by 70. They were nipping tuck with them the whole way. And keep in mind, Duke has two seven footers. Yeah. They're NBA, but they're not just big ogres. These guys can play. It was incredible. What Miami did on the fly. They're putting guys in the game that never hardly play and staying right there with them. To me, that shows that okay, you, you lost your your stud inside. We get it, but this should improve their stock. Yet that they're going yeah. down. I don't. It doesn't make any rational sense when you race against somebody if they've got the Ferrari and you've got the Ford Fusion. If you come close, you've done something right. That's basically what they did. That they drop. That made no sense to me at all. Uh, five and six is what everybody's projecting. I don't know why they won the freaking ACC regular season title. It doesn't make any sense to me. The only thing that I can think of, and, you know, we'll talk about this in a moment, people may be concerned with a lot of, you know, this happens with an ankle injury, it lingers. Mm -hmm. If he does not play in the tournament, then Miami's in a lot of trouble. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. But from a short-term perspective, you're going to put one game where he was out to cost them over the entire body of work of a regular season. That really is
0: painful for me to talk about because that's not rational. Let's talk about that long-term perspective then because uh, I guess we can't rule anything out. The only thing we know is he didn't break anything. Right. He got the x-rays right there in Greensboro and they reported it during the game that there were no fractures. So we're talking about potential sprains and degree of sprains. As of today, I don't have any sort of inside medical information on it. And we were talking off air, Brian, it's not in coach L's best interest to give that information to anyone. So we don't know, we don't know how severe that is. Now it was, you know, um, good sign. I thought that Omir did return to the bench with the ankle taped up to watch his team. So he wasn't, you know, back in the locker room or the medical room, like writhing in pain or anything like that. So, um, you know, I, I guess there's a couple different discussions to have here. If God forbid, he can't play to open the tournament. Uh, is Miami in serious danger of not even getting past the first round? Or then if he does play, but he's only 60, 70 percent, what do you think that does to Miami?
1: Those are great questions. Um, it's amazing what Laranega and his staff did. Think about this. You, you do not prepare for injury because it's not possible. And it's why it's the number one determination for betting and everything else. Nobody wants to bet on something till they see the injury lines like NFL or whatever. This is no different. We're not going to get any information, as you said. You could put a gun to Larenaga's head. He's not going to tell you diddly no matter what he says. Don't believe it. Right. I mean, it's just not in his best interest. So we'll have to wait and see. But think about this. Walker came in and played pretty well. That's, that's the first thing to, to put in there. Again, two NBA post players for Duke. And he didn't, you know, I mean, not that he wasn't going to play a little bit, but his role was expanded way outside the norm, and he did pretty well. So if Miami advances, let's say they get a five seed, they would play a 12. That that would be expected. Can you get past, to me, the second round when you're yeah. playing a four seed or something like that? Because then it's quote-unquote like talent going against Miami. I, I have no idea because teams are going to prepare. They're going to have time to prepare then to see, okay, he's not playing we, we could, that makes it really, really difficult. And while Coach L is a great coach, at the end of the day, talent has been proven to win more tournaments than coaching. That's not going to change in hoops. So if he doesn't play, I think the second round or the third round is where they would end up.
0: Yeah. And I was, I was having a conversation with a professional uh, sports handicapper yesterday, and we were kind of talking about the possibilities and, you know, he basically told me that they, they could, like you said they could probably win the first game but then he'd be really worried like if Miami had to rely on walker for like significant minutes so, you know if he has to play 8 to 10 that's one thing but if they have to rely on him for 20 plus uh, he he thinks the hurricanes are in big trouble so you know the Canes are going to go about as far as a somewhat healthy Norchad Omier can take them. And of course, one of the great things about this team all season long, Brian, has been their versatility, right? I mean, oh, Omier obviously not the only player who can step up because Jordan Miller uh, has just been massive and so underrated this year. And Isaiah Wong, ACC player of the year, Nigel Pack. When he got hot later in the season, he's been absolutely scorching. So this is the type of team nobody's going to want to see them in the tournament. Like, Omir or not, like, no one's going to want to get drawn against Miami.
1: Your point about Miller is a great one. Here's something for you, and I'm not taking anything away from Wong. He's a deserving player. He's one of the best shot makers in college hoops, period. But if I'm starting, if you're drafting for the team, I would take Miller first overall at anybody in the ACC because he's the only guy that can guard a one to a four and be consistently just not just successful, but like he takes guys away. There were times where he took Filipowski away, who's a terrible matchup for him, but he's just so smart. And he's, he's long and rangy. Like he's, he's not Stacy Augman long, but he's really long. And he found ways to get deflections, get in the passing. If it was not for Jordan's defensive effort, Miami would have got smoked by Duke. They would have, but he had to guard a guy that, Again, he doesn't match up with. And then he also had to help out underneath because, again, Omier wasn't in the game. And that's a shot blocker and a space eater. What he did on the defensive end isn't going to get credit because it's not stats, but he is tremendous. And then he still knocked down a bunch of big buckets, fadeaway jumpers and stuff. He is a tremendous player. And to your point, nobody wants to play against that guy, let alone like Beverly off the bench. He's knocking down shots. Miami has talent and they can score. How many guys does does a team need that can go off the bounce at the end of the shot clock and score? You know, one or two usually. Miami has like a half dozen. It's unbelievable. So nobody wants to play Miami in the tournament, regardless of what happens to the big guy and his ankle.
0: What are you working on basketball-wise over the next couple days? Because obviously, Selection Sunday, uh, I'm sure people can check out everything you're working on at allhurricanes.com.
1: First thing is I'm in the middle of finishing up an, an all-encompassing article. That'll be up in about an hour. And then I'm also going to kind of talk a little bit about what Miami's situation is, a little bit what we talked about, and what I think. And number one, about the seeding. I'm a little ticked off about what's being reported. Uh, we'll do something uh, at the end of the evening after the tournament is actually announced. Because worldly knows somebody's going to get the, the short end of the stick somewhere. It may not be Miami, but we'll talk about that. But overall, the thing that I'm interested in is the seeding for the top four, because there's been a lot of debate this year. This is, this is a tournament that a lot of teams could win Houston. Maybe they're the favorite. I mean, I thought, I thought Kansas was the best team this year and they just got annihilated yesterday. So, I mean, it's really hard, but uh, my, the Miami article, I'm going to try to get it out by three o'clock or so. And it's just my thoughts on some of the stuff we were talking about. Jordan Miller, is there a more underrated player in college basketball Name me a guy that is as versatile as him, offense and defense. (laughs) I mean, it it would be difficult. I'm not saying that I'm right. I obviously follow the Canes, but it's tremendous what he's done, and he's going to take that to the next level too. I think that the, the article will be really just the truth. Miami has been undervalued. It's not a basketball school, and I think that's hurting them a little bit.
0: Well, make sure you check that out at allhurricanes.com and follow Brian on Twitter at FBScout underscore 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 Scout underscore Florida. Brian Smith, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a great day.
0: Great times. We will talk to you guys. You know what? I think we're going to sneak in another episode later on today because Hoodie Girl wants to talk some hoops. So we're going to sneak in another episode later on today right here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.